five, four, three, two, one. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. See if they could work together when we needed them to. To fight the battles that we never could. For a civil war. Oh. Happy New Year. Oh God, we're finally here. We are at the. Oh God. What number? Ooh. Uh. Perhaps we should. Perhaps we should fact check this. Thirteenth. Thirteenth. Yeah. Film. In the Marvel Thank Cinematic you. Universe. Uh. It is called Captain America. Um. Civil War. Revolutionary War. Yes. <laughs> War of eighteen twelve. Yeah. War of eighteen twelve. So this has I told to... you I'm sorry. No, good. Did I tell the story? I legit had a friend who had not like really seen any of these movies and didn't know anything about comics or superheroes and thought that this movie was about Captain America having time travel adventures through <laughs> the actual American Civil War and he's gonna like save Lincoln. What? Yeah. I kinda wanna see that now. Yeah. Know, right? it sounds awesome. She was super I... disappointed by the reality of this film. <laughs> and I picture them using uh, Gabe from The Office. You know, it was Abraham Lincoln in that one episode. <laughs> <laughs> Can you no. Abe Lincoln in in the her movie? mind, probably, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, now I'm all thrown off. Um, so I always, um, I always struggle with this being a Captain America movie. Mm. Um, just I guess just the heavy Tony in it, and um, I, quite frankly, I think that Tony steals the movie from Captain America. Can, so we, can we address that right off the bat? I, I, I was hoping that we would. Um, I see your point about... I think you can make a case for if you called this movie... Iron Man Civil War, <laughs> you know, you could, mm-hmm. you could do the same movie, right? Iron Man Korean War. <laughs> Iron Man Korean, you know, Iron Man 4, essentially. Right. Um, I, I don't see the argument, like, there are some people who say, well, this is really just Avengers 3. Yes. N- n- nope, not going to give you that one. Not going to give you that one, because... No, I agree. If they called this Avengers 3, if they just called it Avengers Civil War... Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, as soon as it came out, everybody would be bitching. Well, you know, it was really a Captain America Iron Man movie. The other Avengers didn't do anything. They didn't have anything mm-hmm. to do. Hawkeye didn't get any screen time. You know, <laughs> be hearing those same stupid fucking arguments if they called it, you know, an Avengers movie. So I'm not going to get... And they'd be right, because it's really not an Avengers movie. Even Should though they're called Captain America versus Iron Man, or was it not that because they had named Batman versus I Superman? I don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, 
it, it's kind of one of those name doesn't matter so much, but mm-hmm. I do think if they had tried to treat it as this is an Avengers movie, everybody would be complaining about it. So there's a world where that where that that happened and we're getting like the opposite complaint, basically. <laughs> Any other thoughts on this? No, I mean, I, I to this point, it really doesn't matter. It just sticks out a little bit because as we talked about a bit with Winter Soldier, like it just feels like they're not trusting Cap fully to just kind of have his own stories or like Iron Man stories. And we'll see like Ant-Man's other story, you know, like they all kind of exist in this world outside of the rest of the Avengers, mainly like there's, you know, a, a pop in here and there. We talked about like mm-hmm. Falcon, right? They relegated him to Ant-Man. Um, but in this, for whatever reason, in Cap's world, like it seems to cross more with everybody else. Um, which is fine. I mean, maybe that's just his life, right? He doesn't really have much else going on at this point outside of the Avengers. So um, mm-hmm. that's fine if that's what it is. But it just seems like they, um, and I think we had a similar conversation at that point. Does it feel like they have to um, gimmick it up a little bit because it's Cap? Or is mm-hmm. it just that character lends itself more to these types of stories? And that's just what it is. Thoughts on that, Scott? I think the, I think the, the particularly with this uh this movie is because Cap is the one that's kind of going against the norm. Usually Cap toes the company line uh, with the government, whereas this time he's going against it because he's not believing in it. Uh, you can't really be an Iron Man movie if if Tony is the one that's towing the line this time. So I, I definitely think that the uniqueness of the storyline makes it one of the more popular of Cap's I know we everybody loves Winter Soldier, and I gave it a, a very high grade. Uh, it was my favorite uh, universe movie till we get to Phase Three. But the uniqueness of this movie, because um, Cap is kind of going against the he's the kind of the outlaw here, and Tony's the one that's playing nice when usually it's pretty much always the other way around, mm-hmm. lends itself to being a more unique story than any of Cap's other movies. Although he was. I mean, Winter Soldier, he was going against the government, but they were all heels. Whereas Maybe here... it's the name. Maybe it's the Civil War name that makes it seem like it involves all of them versus just him. Like, if it was like Captain mm-hmm. America, Rogue Avenger or something, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like then, then it yeah. feels like more about him versus, like, mm-hmm. Civil mm-hmm. Wars makes it feel like it's more about all of them having a Civil War versus him kicking off the Civil War. I mean, it's... I mean, you could argue, you could argue that... You could argue that Chris Evans, I mean, to hate to use business in this because I hate talking about that kind of stuff, but you know, the fact that that Robert Downey had a three movie deal and Chris Evans technically had a three movie deal and this was the way to get Chris Evans third movie without it really being his movie. But I mean, I mean, we're just thinking totally outside the box here, but I I just as we'll talk about it, it's definitely not like either of Cap's other movies. And again, I he's the one not towing the line. And mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it a much more unique story than any than either of the other two. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know, as a story, I mean, when you look at it just from a writing standpoint, he is the protagonist as presented mm-hmm. in this film. He's the one who is reacting to events and is going through a change. And so, I mean, by that measure, it it's his movie. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's appropriately titled a. Captain America movie, throw whatever kind of colon this, that, or the other <laughs> after it. But um, I, I do think that it it kind of earns its its keep as a Captain America movie. And yeah, maybe they they ginned it up a bit. Um, 
to increase that box office, sure. But um, I, I think it it's okay to to say that this is a Captain America is like the feature, right. the feature character, right. the protagonist of this film. Right. And you know his his relationship with Bucky um, in this movie is pretty much the whole basis of it, really. Could have spent Winter Soldier too. Yeah, basically. Captain America 3, Winter Soldier 2. <laughs> the coldest winter. The, cold, the, even, winter. the even colder Winter Soldier. Colder than ever. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, we're in the present day, we're one year after Ultron's defeat, and um, we still have our team back. We have all the same characters. Um, we have a couple of introductions later on, but in the beginning, it's just the the team that we know, and they in the Avengers movie, right? Yeah, sort of the Avengers two point where we <laughs> right. left the Avengers at right. the end, three point oh here. Lost lost some characters, gained some characters, but still the Avengers in the so Avengers th- movie. Yes. They're in the middle of an op. Uh, they're doing. Um, they're stopping this uh, Rumlow guy. Um, in Legos, Lau, I don't know, whatever they're Legos. Legos. They're in Legos. Laos. Yeah. Uh, Laos. Um, uh, Duplos, I believe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Duplos. Oh, here, Lincoln, Lincoln Logs. Logs, Asia. Here, <laughs> <laughs> <Your> Lincoln Logs. <laughs> but uh, so Rumlo blows himself up trying to kill Steve, and uh, in the middle of that, Wanda um diverts that explosion and end up in the killing a bunch of people um nearby building uh wakandan humanitarian like workers. an embassy or something for right, Wakanda. so, an so yep. some... people, people there for conference <laughs> so they it, it's collateral damage i guess you know it's it's an accident it's mm-hmm. a workplace incident uh for for wanda um and sadly you know they, they get a lot of backlash from it um the Secretary of State uh, wants to do the Sokovia Accords, which means that they want government oversight over the Avengers, you know, where they go and who they fuck with. Um, so this causes a major divide within all the Avengers with Tony being on the government side and Cap, uh, based on his experiences in Winter Soldier, do <laughs> definitely does not agree with. Um, so that's basically the main um, story. And it, yeah. it's interesting, too, because they have Tony do it, not because I don't think he thinks it's right. I think he just has it's so riddled with guilt yes. from all yes. He just almost doesn't like trust himself, you know, like in a way um, and, and or anyone else. Uh, so it's almost like he's not really doing it because he believes the government is the best outfit to oversee them. I think he just feels like they got out of control and it was his fault. Right. And they need to, you know, kind of be held accountable a little bit because right. of that. I, I like also little... think extra yeah. layer of like oversight and the one i mean they do display it well like the wanda stuff does feel kind of sloppy um on their part like it feels like they're you know feeling themselves a little bit too much and just do whatever mm-hmm. the fuck they want to do and mm-hmm. i thought they portrayed that well it didn't feel forced like right in some movies like you know i'm, I'm gonna reference the probably a couple things I'm, I'm working my way through some of the dc stuff the first time like with Superman, right? It almost feels like forced, um, even though he's doing a bunch of good. Like they're everyone's hating on him because they don't understand him. Whereas yeah. this is actually like, all right, these people are actually starting to cause a lot of collateral damage here, um, and and some uh, big issues, even if they are helping us too. 
So we need to just mm-hmm. kind of put some checks and balances. And it feels that way when she kind of recklessly just throws the thing into the building. Yeah, they, like they didn't really do anything wrong, but they're being very cavalier. Right. right. They just think, well, you know, nobody's we're we're the best authority on what what we should and shouldn't do. And that's that 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 definitely is a very concerning um, mm-hmm. attitude for a group right. like this. So, I mean, Tony very legitimately has a point, but uh, I, I think you nailed it, Justin, when you pointed out that maybe he's not doing it for the right reasons, you know, like where. It's almost, think back to 2012 Marvel Cinematic Universe. These roles would, would be completely reversed, right? Mm-hmm. Because you think of Tony from Iron Man 2 uh, in the congressional hearings, totally pushing back on tr- mm-hmm. the the government basically trying to dictate to him how he uses his invention, how he uses his technology. And he's so brazen, you know, and he, mm-hmm. he's so combative and he's like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And Captain America, you know, is the good soldier essentially throughout all of it, and is you know gonna he receives orders, he's going to obey them. And through over the course of several years and several films now, we've gotten this role reversal, and it's really a credit to this film series that it's a it's a pretty earned role reversal. I feel like because I get that Tony would be approaching approaching the situation from this standpoint based on where he is as a character now mm-hmm. in 2016, like he almost sees it as, as like a form of, of penance or, or punishment. Like, you know, I fucked up with the Ultron thing and mm-hmm. now like I, I deserve punishment. Uh, and I kind of want to also offload some of this responsibility. Like somebody right. else just, somebody else just make these. Right. Yeah, it's too much because obviously he's feeling the pressure of having a kind of be the lead of it all you know with yeah with all this right now and yes he's doesn't want to be in charge and take the fall every time you know someone throws a bomb into a building yeah yeah and he you know he wasn't even there at that incident either and uh he he is sort of not accosted but sort of um Happened well, no, she sort of planned that, didn't she? Well, he he He's comes confronted. across yeah. confronted by um, thank you for that word, uh, by one of the victims' mothers mm-hmm. of the accident, and that really bugs him up. Um, and, and that fight was good. We didn't talk about it too much, but I like right. that they kind of kind of like in the other Avengers, this whatever second event, Ultron, like the first fight kind of shows off their next level tech that they got right. and everything else. Right. So they kind of do that again here. Mm-hmm. To kind of reestablish the crew and and what they got going on, Black Widow got to show off her lucha, uh, which is always <laughs> great. So I, I liked the um the open battle too. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you get some follow up on uh, Rumlow, this character right. who we know survived from Winter Soldier, severely injured, and you know he's a character from the comics. So nice nod to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's one it's again one of those things that people want to see in these kinds of movies: secondary villains. Uh, getting some shine, but not uh, the main event players yep. at all. And uh, yeah, I definitely like, I mean, not, you know, he kind of looked like an extreme paintball enthusiast. That's always my <laughs> go-to in terms of how this, you know, the crossbone <laughs> character, I guess, was presented. So, I mean, not my favorite, but I'm like, okay, cool. At least we followed up on that thread and, this actually really led somewhere because this is what the inciting event is. 
right. uh, with you know him blowing himself up and, and Scarlet Witch kind of uh, making the judgment call that cost some lives. So you know I'm gonna ask um, when this movie came out, you know everybody was declaring their team, and I was hashtag Team Iron Man, and I still am. So Scott, where are you falling at in this argument? Oh, I, I definitely I've always been Team uh, Cap. Because uh, I always felt like, and and again, I, I think it comes down to how you interpret the movie in your own way. In general, the movie's awesome, but it always, you know, you could you could interpret it in one of two ways. And, uh, you know, Steve's opinion was always, you know, Tony, you're the one that fucked this up. You're you're you were the pompous douche who thought you were smarter than the rest of us, and now you're going to bully everybody into joining these accords because you're the one that fucked up. No. I'm not giving my power away to the government because you're a big idiot. Not my problem. We're doing fine. You know, innocent lives could have died even if the UN sends us off somewhere else. Tony's like, no, we should be like any other group and should be overseen. And Steve's like, we're not going to be blunt force objects just for the these people sitting in a room to send us off to go clean something up. So I, I've always, I, I kind of understood where Cap was coming from. He was you know, he's distrusting of the government after what happened in the last movie. And, and I always, and just, I was always a, a, a cap fan as a kid. I liked his comics a little more because I always thought they were, I don't know what you think, Tim, but I always felt like, or, and Jenny, cause I know it's just, I didn't read him when he was younger, but I always felt that, that Tony's comic storylines always seemed a little more cerebral, almost adult compared to caps books, even in the seventies into the eighties, however far back you read. So I always had it. I always kind of understood cap, a little more, but mm-hmm. um, I get Tony's point, like I get, but at the same time, you walked around like a smart ass in Age of Ultron, hey, look at this fucking stuff, and they're too stupid to understand it, so let's play with it. And then you made a bad guy out of it, and now Steve's like, well, why is this everybody else's problem? This is your problem. Yeah. So I get, that's what I always got out of it. And um, so when I went in, I, I pretty much was team cap from the start. Well, but, well, I already know Tim's answer. No, no, no. No. Um, well, sort of, it's, it's so funny because I go back to kind of the comics namesake story, Civil War, and I always mm-hmm. look at, you know, and there's always the, the comics version of reality and your actual version of reality when you're thinking about, okay, if this is me existing in these world where, where these kinds of people and abilities existed mm-hmm. i'd be like i think everyone you you know you me anyone who's just an ordinary person would be like fuck civil civil liberties you know like <laughs> to hell with what somebody's rights are like if you're walking around as like a living mark claire just punched a hole through the wall by the way yeah yeah if you're walking around as like a, a living weapon of mass destruction who just has total autonomy and doesn't necessarily have total control of, of your abilities, you'd be like screaming for some kind of government intervention, get these people under control, regulated, whatever, right, right. because I don't feel safe, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it would come down to. You'd be like, I don't feel safe in the world because these people are just doing whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. But we know that in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and in just the Marvel Universe in general, like, 
Captain America is a good dude. Like he's a stand up dude and he's a great leader and kind of he's got this right. But, you know, you kind of have to reconcile that with this is supposed to be reality and, and we should react as if, you know, we live in this world and are responding to these events. So I'm kind of torn, you know, from, from that aspect. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that Tony, as I said, is doing the right thing for kind of the wrong reasons. And Cap has a pretty good point, but he's also very emotionally driven. You know, we talk about Tony's headspace, but look at where Cap is coming from. Right. He's also, he has sort of the specter of Peggy's funeral, mm-hmm. right? Which is going on in the background. He gets the call that the great love of his life essentially has died. And so he's feeling very reflective. He's feeling a little sentimental thinking back on his relationship and the example that she set and he's getting in his feelings Mm -hmm. more than he otherwise might, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's been through this whole deal with the winter soldier Hydra shield being compromised by Hydra and he's no longer trusting of institutions so you see where he is. And I just, I think I just appreciated all of this setup because it shows these characters sitting down and just having a conversation, right. mm-hmm. you know, talking through what this looks like and putting forth very good faith arguments, honestly. Um, and, and it's very true to their characters based on where they are, where we are meeting them mm-hmm. as of the time of this film. So I thought it was just, that was very well constructed and very well written. And at the end of the day, I, you know, I, I think as a person individually, like living in the world, I would come down on Tony's side, but mm-hmm. as a fan of the Avengers and as a Captain America stand, I mean, I'm like, yeah, you're going to fucking listen to Captain America. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> of course you're going to like, He's the moral you're going to like it. That's America's ass. Like the, the yeah, the moral compass of this group and the conscience of the Avengers. Like, you know, shut up. Captain America says we're going to do it. We're going to do it. <laughs> like, But that's that's not reality. You know, which team you fall in, Justin? Um, I mean, obviously, I wasn't watching at the time. I, I think both sides <clears throat> have a compelling argument on this one as the movie went on. <clears throat> and I. No, because I have a note at the end here that Cap's <laughs> intent felt wrong um, through all of it is almost like I think early on, maybe I kind of get where he's coming from. I think Tony was was giving in maybe almost say too easy, but I felt it. I could see why he felt like it, it was not the way things should be. But as the movie goes on and we'll talk about it, I guess I feel like Cap's intentions, it almost becomes personal. I mean, this is where Tim's too points personal. come through. It almost becomes too personal and he just won't see the other side or back down at all right. and never really sees it from Tony's point of view. And we'll see how, how things play out. But so I think early on I kind of got it. But by the end, I was kind of out on Cap's point of view, I think. And that's because I think he gets lost in what ends up being his. Right. But they, it's interesting because they play it like he's a guy that has never budged from his principle. And this is just who he is and what he believes in. But is that always the right thing? You know, right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- so Peggy dies and he goes By the way, we missed the whole highlight of this. What? Vision in normal clothes was weird to see. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I right. loved it. I thought it was fucking great. Oh, oh man. man. That's a callback to comics too. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that's why mm-hmm. I liked it so much. I agree. Some weird comics out there with, with Vision living, like, a, a quiet domestic life with uh, <laughs> with, with, with Wanda, Wanda and yeah. dressing in these Cosby sweaters, basically. <laughs> yes, I mean, great. So, so awesome. I yeah. still have Calm Jarvis to my notes. It took me a while to adopt the Vision name. <laughs> um, so Peggy dies, he goes to the funeral, and then um, uh, fucking Black Widow um, and the contingent, I guess, goes to the um, signing of the Accords or whatever. And so then there's a bombing there, and they have video footage that shows it to be Bucky Barnes. It kills... King, King T'Chaka is killed, yeah. notably, in yeah, this explosion. Kills. Of yeah. uh T'Challa's daddy. So, daddy? Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, his father. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so we meet them. This is the first time we meet them mm-hmm. at this conference in Vienna. Um, and yeah, huge explosion, like terrorist attack. It's so terrible. And um, clearly there is more to... Why are you laughing? Because <laughs> it's so terrible. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I kind of yada yada. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit. It's fine. <laughs> Sad. Yeah. Um, you can't yada yada the terror terrorist <laughs> explosion. No. So yeah, T'Challa. Clearly, there's more to him than meets the eye here. Right. And what what do we? Well, I'll ask that later. But so this leads him on a path to hunting down Bucky Barnes, and Bucky is. He doesn't really know what's going on, or does he? He doesn't know the depth of his brain well, control or not. He didn't actually do it, so... Right, right. We're essentially trying to frame him uh, to draw him out into the open mm-hmm. so that he can be taken advantage of mm-hmm. by the person who is actually pulling the string, the strings, the master puppeteer on the stage of fools, if you will. Um, we will get that... Um, Zemo reveal, mm-hmm. which Zemo. very very different character than uh, comics, but I still really like in this movie. We can Me talk too. about that. I agree. Um, so he he is interested in the Winter Soldier for his own ends, and essentially mm-hmm. this is a big frame up job. Right. Uh, he is actually behind this explosion at the conference, and um. Yeah, he is our true antagonist uh, in trying to drive a wedge between the Avengers in this film. So I kind of like that, that it's not just strictly this split down ideological lines, you know, because that's the type of thing you can work through. I mean, you'll have your disagreements, it could get heated, but that doesn't really have the kind of weight to it that something as personal as this really becomes... Uh, ultimately does as, as the driver and you've got it, someone actually directing events so and he's got motivation right because wasn't his family time. killed in uh Sokovia? Yeah. was that yeah so yeah so his, his family got guy. killed in the whole ultron deal and so he's he's out for blood he's out for vengeance and he's you know he's smart because he knows that the best way to destroy the avengers is to turn them on each other mm-hmm. and yep. um he, conquer yeah, so he, he he pulls it off. Like, he plays it perfectly. Um, he's a really great villain. Um, probably one of my favorites uh, in the MCU. You know, 
the way that Bucky is used in this movie is interesting as well. Like, there's just so many layers to this movie. I think mm-hmm. that um, it's just really, like, beautifully put together. Here's considering something. Considering where we are in the whole journey, you know? Right. Here's something I want to ask about, Jenny. Um, before it gets lost, because it easily could. Because there's so much going on <laughs> in it's this movie, right? Um, specifically to Justin, like, the Sharon Carter reveal. Mm. So, we know she's like a S.H.I.E.L.D. secret agent or whatever. Turns out she's Peggy Carter's niece. And she's, mm. like, given the eulogy at the funeral. What, did that work for you? What did you think of that? I don't know. It felt, like, a little too convenient. But mm. I also, I mean, I guess it would make sense. She's in her gut and her... You can assume Peggy got her in or whatever. You know what I mean? So... I guess it makes sense that she's there. Uh, but it felt just like a, the timing felt like a little bit forced. But it did also set up, I guess, potential little love interest, I guess. Mm. Potentially. Kind of halfway. I mean, I guess we could talk about that. I did like like the, the actual eulogy that she gives is cribbed from a somewhat well-known Captain America speech from uh, the comics. Was taken from Sylvia Plath. Fuck you. Yeah. Man. Yeah, fuck you. Yeah, uh, Emily Dickens actually. <laughs> um, very poetic. No, so it's from the Civil War, uh, a Civil War time comic from the uh, event itself back in like 2006, whatever. It was a speech that Captain America gives to Spider-Man that was like pretty well received and and pretty good in true Captain America fashion. It was, I don't know, it was kind of neat to see that repurposed and and like given to mm-hmm. to Peggy like this is like Sharon is supposed to be quoting Peggy I guess mm-hmm. and how Cap responds to it you know um I don't know it was, it was one of those if you got it you got it but if not it, it still is like pretty well written I thought mm-hmm. so I don't works. know I just kind of wanted to give props to that it was pretty cool to see how they kind of flip that around Agreed. So we move on to part of Zemo's plan is that he uh, impersonates a psychiatrist after um, everybody gets apprehended. Oh, yeah, we got to talk about that fight, though, first. Yeah, I was saying before we skip the, yeah. the motorcycle yeah, the process chase. of bringing him in. Yeah. yeah, when he steals the motorcycle Ooh. and uh, kind of jumps on it in midair and then takes off, it was amazing. This... I mean, Bucky was great in Winter Soldier, but I feel like this is really where, like, kind of oh, steps uh, it up. Yeah. I mean, the fight scenes are insane. When Cap uh, confronts him in the apartment and everybody's coming to hunt Bucky down and they do that stairwell fight. I mean, it's just fantastic. Daredevil-esque. Oh, God. So good. And Cap is, like, real brutal, too. Yeah. Those those guys stood no chance. Those poor guys in the stairwell oh, yeah. get their shit pushed in. <laughs> yeah. So great. But uh, yeah, I love that we got a, another great like vehicle chase sequence, oh, God, just sort yeah. of following up on. In when I don't know that it's as well done as in Winter Soldier, but hey, we got it, and just that really cool standoff with Cap, Bucky, Falcon, and. U.S. agent. Of course, this is where we get the debut of T'Challa as the Black Panther. Also, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yes, it looks so it, like he kind of steals that scene. I feel like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, with the the helicopter siege and he's he's getting shot at and the bullets are just kind of fading <laughs> off of him, like with no real impact. Mm-hmm. So something's up with his suit, clearly. Um, but yeah, I, I thought he he had a awesome kind of show stealing debut mm-hmm. and uh, just this whole like very tense uh, standoff and, and chase sequence in the process of bringing in the Winter Soldier. Just really thrilling. All right. Um. So we are up to they all get captured at the end of this amazing <laughs> sequence, and the Zelma, uh, Zelma, Zelmet, Helmet, 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 Zelmo, um, Zima, I'm a Zima. To, to um, to um, poses a psychiatrist to interview Bucky, and then he gives him his little code word that activate him just yeah this weird little series of yeah and it's all very mysterious too because mm-hmm. like you don't you don't know this guy you don't know what's going on with him yep. like you know it, it's all very off-putting and all the movies so far has been very like cerebral and intense like you've had some action but really it's not been mm-hmm too much of an action movie and then you add this other layer with this other guy and you're just like what the hell is happening so they do a really good job at like keeping you off balance during this like you don't really ever really know like who's right or who's faking what's going on really it's all very confusing most of the time um so by this time the battle lines are pretty well drawn like most people know whether they're going to be on capside or or on on Tony's side, basically. Um, I like that it it keeps you on your toes mm-hmm. um, throughout mm-hmm. all. It, it's it's not like spoon feeding you. Okay, here's who you're supposed to side with. Here's mm-hmm. here's the good guy. Here's the bad guy. Like it's smarter than that. Yeah, yes. shades of gray. <laughs> shades of gray, pal. And like a dumber movie would would do that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. w- would just be like well it's a captain america movie he's got to be the good guy you know like they don't do that they don't fall into that trap and honestly i i think it's like an improvement on the comics which mm-hmm. they this comic story which was not like the details were very different but they did kind of very much villainize uh Tony in the course of that and you could tell where like the writer's sympathies really rested so mm-hmm. the movie does not do that and I think is an improvement I'll just go ahead and say a big improvement on on the comic story but um that's neither here nor there uh yeah we get Zemo uh basically breaking the Winter Soldier out by activating him mm-hmm. And through the process of this, uh, Steve and company realize, like, hey, this this information we've received, this, uh, you know, this still photo, this footage, that's not him. He's been framed. He didn't actually do this. So what uh, what is really going on here? So they're like a step behind trying to piece it together. And now we get like we got the big capture sequence. Now we're getting the big escape scene, which is kind of cool in its own right. Yep. I agree. So Zemo wants the location of the Hydra base. So he he wants the other Winter Soldiers. Did we know that there were other Winter Soldiers? 
I think it was kind of hinted that like he was one of an art, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't yeah. alone, but we haven't really seen or talked much about them. I think right. it was no. kind of, you know, understood yeah. that it was part of like a program, not just one guy, you know. He finally comes out and says it because, right. you know, Cap and, and Falcon are grilling him for information. Like, what do you, you, you got to give us something here. Mm-hmm. You know, I know you've been brainwashed, you're not yourself, but you've got to have some kind of intel that it's going to be useful. And he's like, you know, I'm not the only winter soldier. There were others who were part of this program Mm -hmm. and they were the worst of the worst of Hydra apparently. And so we see this flashback with, I think it's like five just Hydra goons who get infused with something. What could that be? We'll find out later. Um, Grogu's blood. Grogu's blood. Yep. Sure. Mandalorians. Uh, bump through their bodies and they become super soldiers. Well, they are super soldiers who have a real problem. It seems with authority and they, you know, get out of control very quickly. Um, so that's kind of where we leave them. They're put on ice much like the winter soldier himself. <laughs> and thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. So basically, this all leads to um, the big showdown between um, the factions of the group. Cap is blinded, or I don't know. Hmm. Does he have more information, or is he blinded by its Bucky? Both. Um, he has a point that like time is of the essence now. They know that Zemo is, is acting on this knowledge of additional Winter Soldiers, and that they're probably like still there at the the base in Siberia, and he's gunning for them. So it's like, all right, we gotta we gotta beat him, beat him to the punch, basically. Uh, and we don't have time to dick around with the Sokovia Accords, or you know, the government doesn't want to want us to do this. We're on the outs with our friends. We just got to go out and do it. Mm-hmm. But they know they're gonna like. Sam has a great line at one point. He's like, you know, this, this whole shit would have been a lot easier a week ago. Because <laughs> right. none of the Sokovia Accords stuff had happened. They were just doing whatever they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And he's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And now they are basically short of staff and up against so much resistance. Uh, it, and this is where we bring in, you know, some of their extra recruits. Sam mm-hmm. saying, I know a guy. We're going to. Mm-hmm. That ties back to Ant-Man. Ant-Man, right? Ant-Man, Ant-Man we talked about last episode. Going to get him back into the mix. And we're going to get Hawkeye back into the mix. So each side Yay! is... Yay! Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> um, well, on Tony's side, you know, he uh-huh. ends up with Black Widow, um, Black Panther, Rhodey, Vision, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Did, Spider-Man. I like the Widow and Tony pairing too. It's like kind of a different team. You don't always see work together. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was kind of cool. And yeah, the intro to Spider-Man was interesting. The way they did it, like I, I wasn't expecting it. I remember watching. I was surprised yeah. that they debuted him here. I didn't see that coming. Um, the unusually attractive Aunt May. That was a great line. Yes. Uh, by Tony. <laughs> but no, I thought it was an interesting way to work him in uh, versus just launching him with his own franchise out of out of nowhere. And they also. It was interesting too because we didn't, you know, we didn't spend a ton of time like reintroducing the whole freaking backstory of Peter Parker again, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, 
which is fine. Like we we've seen it a million times. Did seen that bother you? That we didn't see it. That like, did you think like, what the fuck is Spider Man? Who is this? Like, why is he suddenly in this movie? We don't really. No, know it didn't bother movie. me. I liked it because it was different. Like, okay, everyone knows the fucking Spider Man backstory, right? At this point, okay. like, we including seen... you, in other words. <laughs> yeah, every, I mean, you know, you don't need to be a, a super comic loyalist or diehard yeah. to, to understand he was. You know, a nerdy kid bit by a spider and got superpower. I mean, that right? I think everyone understands how Spider-Man became to be. So, yeah. um, I didn't need another origin story. It made me actually glad knowing that when we do get to the first Spider-Man movie, it's not going to be again. You know, mm-hmm. the whole fucking fight the Macho Man, you know, the whole backstory. <laughs> um, like we know it already. You know, it's it's fine. We didn't need it reintroduced. Right. Uh, and again, just to call back to Batman, like I'm on Batman versus Superman now, and I kind of like how. We didn't need like another Batman backstory, you know. What I mean, like it's fun. we just lived the Bale ones. If they're not the same universe, it is what it is. So I, it's the same thing here. Like it's yes, we haven't seen Spider-Man yet in this universe, but everyone knows what he is. And maybe someday they'll backtrack, but for right now, it's it's cool where we're at, and we don't need anything more. Okay. So, so I, this... I, I like that it got to it. Is, I guess. What yeah. Answer. Um, this fight scene was like one of my most favorites. Um probably before Endgame. Still up there, but I love this mm-hmm. fight scene um, between the team. You know, it's, it sucks kind of sometimes to see them fight each other, but also it's really cool uh, because they're, none of them are, are really trying to hurt each other, you know. Right. We're, we're all being safe here, but we're all showing out too, you know. Yeah. We're all trying to just get through it in a way. Yeah. And- Hope hope it ends without too much destruction. Yeah, it's like flag football. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool seeing uh you know, everyone together and mixing it up, like Ant Man in there. You know, the, everyone's got a gimmick now, right? Uh so I mean that was cool. Like it's such a random to see him get dragged into this. Because he feels uh he doesn't feel like he's not on this level yet just because of what his gimmick is. Uh mm-hmm. but it's it almost you know, we, we talked about it when we did the podcast for that movie how it almost felt a little B-levelly, right? Like they, they mm-hmm. sent Falcon out instead of anyone better. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, I think this helps legitimize him as someone that is going to be involved at a higher level and can hang with these guys and actually have a reason to be involved in this crew. So I, I liked that part of it. So did, does him turning into giant Ant-Man have anything to do with that? Giant Ant-Man. I love no, it. No, I, I think he would have been... Either way, as long as him just being involved in this would have helped elevate him. But yes, that that was a cool first, you know, debut of the mm-hmm. giant size Ant Man, showing that he can reverse and go the other way. Um, but he still doesn't know how the hell to use it either. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this was, you know, I I thought this was like a. a <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this. It was Same. like a, a Diesel Royal Rumble performance by <laughs> by Ant Man, where he just like. <laughs> he's like the MVP of this fight, you know. Like he shouldn't yeah. be anybody. You're not really. Yeah. He's a B lister. You're not expecting that much from him. But he's like, he's like their best kept secret. He's so awesome in this yeah. in this fight scene. And, right. Uh, I don't think anyone anticipated him on the other yeah. side. Like, they didn't right. even know about him. Like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Because he's he's yeah. pulling out all kinds of tricks. Not just the not just the giant Ant Man gimmick, which again I love. Um, but he's like, hey, you know, th- throw this toy car. And yeah. aim at this thing, and it you know it turns into a giant fucking tanker truck. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I thought that was a water truck. Oops!" But it, you know, it still worked. It still right. worked. So it's like, who cares? Um, and like, yeah, I he mean, if, really if he got the up. diesel push too, like 
What does Spider Man get? Because that's he gets almost as right. big of a push. Mm-hmm. Uh, he On like the other side. Yeah, really, really featured heavily in the fight, and it establishes um out of the gate. It might have seemed weird, kind of putting him in there, but yeah, it definitely makes it seem like that was their secret weapon to put him in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know, no one would expect what what he was going to bring to the table. And plus, you get you know him talking, narrating his way through, kind of establishes what this Spider Man is going to be like, right? Like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we saw we lived through the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man where, yes, he's like kind of a teenager, but he kind of matures quicker and whatever else, you know. But this Spider-Man is literally just a teenager thrown in this world of giant men and uh, he's going to be portrayed that way. So, like, you know, you didn't know what Spider-Man was going to be like. And then all of a sudden this fight, you see, OK, he's going to be in over his fucking head all the time. You know, and he comes out really well. You know, he looks, right. you know, really good. during it. He's so funny, entertaining, just right out of the bat, like just automatically spider-man um i really loved his debut in yep. this one he, he's the sean michaels of the group you know the young <laughs> up and cover he's super green but yeah. it, but so talented that it doesn't yeah. matter uh like he just gets over on everybody and even though he's not you know the most polished in the world it, it doesn't matter because he's just that powerful and i like that they emphasize that because i don't think we saw that a lot in previous like solo outings with Spider-Man, like he's a pretty powerful character in his own right. And they really, you know, showcase that here. Um, don't know if it's the best look on Tony's part to be like blackmailing a teenager to like <laughs> fight in this, like it's a very sort of Tony thing to do. So you don't care, but blackmail is a strong word. I mean, he did kind of threaten him, you know, like, I agree. Uh, he, you know. he encouraged his talent. Sure, but yeah. he was also told, like, I, I'm 15 years old. I have a test tomorrow. I can't <laughs> fight in an airport battle in Germany <laughs> with you. I'm sorry over an ideological conflict that I have no stake in. Exactly. <laughs> I agree 100%. Go well, guess there. what? I'm going to tell your aunt that you're a superhero if you don't. Look, so. I know. <laughs> I mean, like, it's funny. It's funny. I, I took it more as like a nudge. Like, he knew. Yes, it's a nudge. Nah. He, he knew he was going to, he wanted to do it and he was oh. going to do it. It, it. There's no way. He, he, he wouldn't know. let anything happen to Peter, number one. He's going to tech him up and make him awesome. He's going to protect him every way he can. I mean, he's not putting him in any He wasn't game. really going to tell him, man. He was just fucking with him. Yeah. There's kind of a difference between, hey, you know what? You're a good local superhero. Keep doing what you're doing versus, all right, we're going to drag you into this fucking international conflict. Well, at some point, it's all hands on deck, right? I mean, at some point, you're at the deep end. He was so going to tell Aunt May while he's banging her. I mean, please. I will say that I I think he was, I think if, like, Peter had truly refused, he would have been like, all right, fine. But. He kind of knew, like, if he pressed him enough, which is not, like, a good thing to do, you know? Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, but it's a very Tony thing to do. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I'm not, like, I don't have a true issue with it, because I I think it is true to both of their characters. It's mm-hmm. it's just, like, not a good look for him, you know, for his right. cause, where, like, supposedly he really gives a shit about uh, accountability and the accords and whatnot. Yeah. It's like, oh no, so let's just drag a random yeah. teenager. The government's this. gonna let a fifteen-year-old kid. <laughs> like, there's no fucking. Yeah. Well, 
It's just so obvious he doesn't really give a shit about this, but we already knew that, so. Uh, So the big turning point in the fight is, for me, when Black Widow turns and (laughs) allows uh, Rogers and Bucky to escape, and the rest of them goes to the raft. Um, (laughs) uh, Rhodey is partially paralyzed, um, so there's some damage to the team, and... um, you know, we never really talked about Wanda. She's sort of in the background of this, too. Like, uh, right. all the backlash against her. Since she was technically, you know, the one that killed all the innocent people. Uh, so she's struggling with that, too. It's, I don't want to say shoehorned. It's just like a just a layer here mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. interesting, but not super important to me at this point. Well, it's it's weird because... Steve was kind of like ready to sign the accords. Like Tony had kind of talked him into it. He's like, I don't really agree. And we need to make a lot of changes, but I can see it's going to happen anyway. So I'd rather be with you than against you kind of thing. And then Tony, like Tony puts slip. her in lockdown. <laughs> yeah. Let's slip that. She's basically on house arrest, which I don't know. It was like kind of not that big <laughs> deal. It's really right? not. It's really not. <laughs> I can see, like, all right, um, again, kind of a bad look, but I get it. But that's what's that's when Steve is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, nope, fuck yeah, this. I agree with him. So, yeah, that that's one where I can see where both are coming from, but with some distance, taking a step back from the situation is like, you know, an outside observer. You sort of go, eh, you know, maybe, maybe not let that consume your entire decision making you know right who's but that's kind of the beauty of this film who's who's decision making steve's steve's yeah no no tony was being a dick he should he could have just he finally got what he wanted he got steve to sign it and then he had to fucking throw the needle in there and he fucked it up that's my opinion i don't think he he could have just shut up i i don't think he was needling him though I, i think he was just that's where he was he was like you know we can we can work, we can make this work for everybody and just kind of casually mentions what's going on with, with Wanda. And I don't think he was trying to antagonize him, but Mm -hmm. Steve totally took it in a way that was, Mm -hmm. you know, like, well, let's put it this way. He's he's probably better off. He was probably better off uh, saying it before than after. Cause if he has Steve sign it and then he says it, Tony would have gone out the fucking window. So yeah, there would have been no suit to save him. So I, I, so maybe in that sense, uh, it was probably smart to say, by the way, she, she kind of got put into detention. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You know? Um, he had to do something. You know? Yeah, I, I get it. At the same time, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough decision. Because if you do that, if you write, if you write it as such, where, uh, you know, uh, Steve goes, all right, I, I'm not crazy about this, but I love all of you. We have to work together. Fuck it. Whatever have ross plus i think he i think ross is a douche he's probably the wrong guy to get in steve's face he probably gets somebody a little more diplomatic but yeah he doesn't I, help matters. he doesn't help he's a fucking jerk off but the, the the fact is that uh that he had steve finally like i know it fucking like maybe if tony sounded a little more yes this fucking blows but just sign it we'll be fine don't worry about it and i think tony just you know but the fact is yeah you're right i think i think it's a lose-lose you tell you tell you tell him before and he doesn't do it. You tell him after and he's going to fucking snap you in half. So it's a lose-lose for Tony. So in his defense, there's really nothing he could do about it. Oh, that's nonsense anyway. 
Um, there's no way that Cap snaps Tony in half of, in any situation. Yes. No. Well, he feels more yes. played if that if too. he feels like this was kept from him. You know, he, yeah. he feels more manipulated than right. Tony being up front with him, which he was. It's just weird that that's the thing that that's like the tipping point, you know, for for Steve. But but I mean, I get it. Um, and you know, she's kind of hanging out with Vision. They're kicking it in their in their casual clothes, right? <laughs> Which is all well and good. Casual male. Casual yeah. Male. Yeah, he totally. should have tried to like color coordinate his face, you know, try to have the right sweater to yeah. go with the right head and they're, face combo. Yeah. They're they're kind of bonding over for paprika and whatnot. And <laughs> who does this is yeah, and this is where it's weird because this is this is where Hawkeye makes his his reentrance, like uh-huh. busting her out essentially, and she's like, I don't know if I want to go with you. And he kind of talks her into it. Right. Um, but yeah, they're like the two powerhouses and I mean, she is all in, it seems like, but vision is surprisingly passive throughout this entire conflict. Mm -hmm. I felt like, right. And he sort of needs to be because he's such a, he like breaks the game, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm not interested in Vision's take on any of this anyway, (laughs) so I'm glad that that we didn't have to fool with any of that. Um, So we come sort of to the um, climax and the the big swerve. Mm -hmm. Um, So Stark sort of gets the evidence that Bucky was framed and, um, you know, gets gets him to give up the location of the, the Hydra base and goes there unknowing that um, Black Panther is following, still in pursuit of Barnes. So then they find the evidence, footage, that reveals that Bucky is the one that killed Tony's parents. And they show that entire sequence. And, it's and they had showed it in the beginning, too. Right. Without um, now we have the, right. the context. context. The context that... This is how his parents died. And then Tony is just like gone at that mm-hmm. point. There is nothing else left to say. And Tony's performance during that final battle is amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Caps is too, but Tony is everything. I don't, all of it's so convoluted by then. You're just like, oh my fucking God, you know, another another moral quandary in this entire thing, something else to muddy the waters. So Mm -hmm. it was genius. Like, is this how it went in the comics? No. Um, This is, this story didn't have, this specific story did not happen in the comics. There's a story called Civil War. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there was a a comic story called Civil War, but it was not this at all. It was something um, far inferior. Um, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, I think it was brilliant because our, our loyalties are kind of constantly shifting throughout right. this movie, you know? And we talk about how, how much Cap is perhaps uh, driven by his his emotional investment and basically, you know, his only friend being framed for something he didn't do. And now he's finally got a chance to get him back. Um, more than a friend, if you buy into some fan uh, theories, well, but you know, be that really? as it may. <laughs> hey, just 
<laughs> he doesn't have a little mask. He doesn't have a little mask on. Okay, you know. <laughs> well summoned. Here. <laughs> but um, I, sh- I ship them. <laughs> See, oh, you're one of them. You're one of them. You're you're a yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's hot. And so now we've got Tony acting equally uh, on emotion. Yes. But but and you say well. You know that that makes him wrong because he's he's not uh, he's not basing this on on facts and knowledge, you know, whatever. But you're kind of at the same time going, yeah, but he killed his mom, right? You know, right. I'm kind of I'm. And then you go, well, he was brainwashed, right? It wasn't really him, yeah, right. Yeah. But and then you're going, exactly, it's Tony. And Either way, I'm if this was me, kill you. Yes. Yeah. If this is me, I'm like going for the the guy is standing two feet right. away from me. Right. Who killed my parents? Right. There is no other option. <laughs> like I totally, I like I sympathize with him, even though right. I, it's like Scott said, I don't want to see my heroes come to blows. Like I want to, I want that happy ending. And and this is a tragedy. This is like a well constructed tragedy. Oh yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So. I always felt like it was amb- ambiguous whether Cap knew. Mm. What do y'all think? Did Cap know this whole time? Did he find out somewhere along the way? Was it just at the end? I think he knew. I, yeah, I, I think, think he so. found out. I think he found out in the bunker, Arnim Zola's what you know analog bunker in the right, winter, right, in that scene. Where we're right. seeing all the, all the things Hydra has done, kind of flashing on the screen. I think that's where he found out. Mm-hmm. I think he planned to tell Tony, but he didn't know how to tell him. Because how do you, how do you say my my friend who I thought died a hundred years ago in the war is actually not only still alive, but killed your parents, and I have no idea where he is. But he's still my friend. And, and he's brainwashed. Him. And he's brainwashed. And Helmet Zemo used my friend as a weapon to kill your parents. Worded it that way. Helmet Zemo didn't. He didn't do anything. Hydra did. Hydra did, but... Okay. Insert one over the other. Irrelevant. I think the point here is it's the, kind of the same thing as... All right, let's ask this question then. It's just like the same thing we said before with uh, whether or not Tony tells Steve before he signs it that Vision got put in detention. If he tells him, listen, while Hydra had brainwashed him, uh, Hydra killed your parents by using Bucky as a weapon. Now, that all just comes down to the eye of the person writing the movie. Do you? How do you have Tony interpret that? I don't give a fucking shit, or as much as this pisses me fucking off, I kind of get it. It all comes down to the eye of the beholder, really. I mean... Y- no, I feel like if my friend knew this information, then he probably should have fucking told me that. That's not the point. That's not what I'm saying. No, like, it is. No, it is. what I'm saying That's is... the entire thing. What I'm saying is, if if he tells him, how does it change? It changes a ton. Because so, you're not so staring... Because... If, if he tells him, then he's not eye-to-eye with Bucky in this situation, compelled to murder him in revenge. Right, because you know, so he's going to find out at some point. As soon as he does... It not he's gonna be 
insane. Like he's not gonna find out the right way. Like you want right. you want to control the you narrative. Wanna, yeah, you want to put the context him. and not just fucking spring it. Okay, on. so you're you're actually acting like the context. All right, so Steve tells him right then and there. No, not that. I don't no, think anyone's saying like there. They were saying when he found out back yeah. when. Like he's hid it from him, which makes it even worse. Because he's which like, it depends. When did he know? Like I'm saying, he knew as of like that scene in the Winter Soldier. That's my. If he knew at any point before this Sokovia Accord, yeah. he should have told him and, yeah. and let right. him know. Like right. I think that's that's the big issue that he didn't say it, and now it's going to double it down because if he didn't know, well then Tony's going to be pissed at you know Bucky and maybe try and flip out on him, but he's also. Maybe gonna listen to Cap as they figure it out, right? And maybe yes. something there, but yes. I, and I think Cap's they've been divided attitude, anyway. And as soon as he finds yeah. out that Cap knew, if it makes it feel like even more it's like done, yeah, they're just against each other. And Cap's thinking was probably, well, let me find Bucky, let me mm. get him first, get to him first, um, because at the end of the day, he's still my friend, um, and then I I need to tell Tony, but I, I wanted. Like he wants, he wants to do it his way, right? Like he, yeah. he wants to kind of be in charge the of the best situation. Guy. He yeah, wants yeah. to do the right thing and and I, tell him in exactly the right way, rather yeah. than sp- just kind of springing this on Tony and being because and, Tony's going to be like, okay, well, we got to find your friend now. Yep. And Cap's like, yeah, that's what I'm trying to do, but obviously we're coming at it from with different. very different motives. Yeah. <laughs> so I I do see where Steve is coming from, but he sort of like maybe sat on this too long and also had too much of like a personal stake at yeah. the same time. So again, which is just, you know, kind of like good writing mm-hmm. where right. I'm, I'm seeing both points of view. Um, and it's just sad that this, what, this is what it came down to. It did this, this asshole Zemo just knowing that and exploiting it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they had the fight. Um, Stark uh, kills Bucky's arm, and uh, you know Tony takes a beating as well. Um, and it was a simple fight too. Like yeah. I like that it was just two guys pissed. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or you know one guy pissed at Cap just trying to survive. Yeah. Um And they just fight. There's no bells and whistles. Yep. There's no massive yep. weapon. It's like I the two of them, the shield, and that's. And it. there's no ideology. It's not Sokovia Accords bullshit. Nobody cares about that at this point. It, right. It's it, down to just a real fucking personal grudge match yeah. at right. this point. Just battling, and it was good too. At the end, you kind of see that Bucky and and you know Rhodey uh, still lives because there was a little question to that point. You know, they don't really reveal it, but it was good to see like you know everything. There's major casualties, but at the end of the day, like everyone's still there as needed. Yeah, mm. good follow up there. Yep. And but I love this fight scene too. Yeah, um, it's it's super personal. Mm-hmm. Super personal, just great moments. Great, you know. As much as we talk about the the really good fight scene, action choreography, the hand to hand combat that we saw in Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. I think that really continues through to this mm-hmm. movie. We yep. see a yes. You know, it's, I mean, it is pretty CGI heavy, but we also see a lot of really good close quarters combat, and mm-hmm. it's really well shot and directed and good stuff. And you see at the end of the day, Cap wins this battle, but sort of loses the war, you know, mm-hmm. he's not going to kill Tony. I mean, there's right. just, that's not what it, Tony is out for blood, but Cap is not. He's just trying to escape essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, Tony is just going for broke and he kind of realizes that he's like, oh, I lost, but 
I guess it's kind of good that I lost because I didn't have to kill anyone. Right. <laughs> I mean, really, you know, either of them had to kill anyone. Because that's what it that's what it came down to for him. If he won, he was going to have to kill them. Mm-hmm. If Cap won, he just had to basically escape with yeah. his life. And I was like super thrilled with the ending with them kind of all apart. But it also is really well done to. You know, let them go on their separate ways, which is going to be needed to eventually bring them back together, right? So it it explained why they're why they're where they are when next time they're needed to be in a group. Definitely. You also see uh, T'Challa, Black Panther, get kind mm-hmm. of a rise above moment mm-hmm. with um, yes. excellent catching Zemo and yeah, Zemo's not... going to kill himself and he stops mm-hmm. him and um, that's when they kind of do the full reveal, right? That Zemo's family was killed in school because he listens to the voicemail or whatever right right, right. so mm-hmm. then that just brings your whole entire you know moral dilemma to another mm-hmm. level as well which is like all this is just so intricate and fucking well, amazing. oh oh god one thing yes thank you reminding me we think that zemo is interested in this base in siberia because he wants to bust out the auxiliary winter soldiers right yeah, to backups. like unleash on the world no he puts a bullet in each of their heads because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. like these things should not exist mm-hmm. yep and it's like oh that's such a like that's such a swerve but makes so much sense based mm-hmm. on this character's motivations mm-hmm. it's so fucking sad really it is all, all of it Very. is just so awful at the end you know, it just feels like <laughs> empire. At the but end. incredibly layered, you know? Yes, yes. And so you're just like a giant mess at the end of this. Um, for me, the the knowledge of, of Cap knowing about his parents just firmly cemented me forever. Um, okay. In, in, in Team Iron Man. So. Yeah, side. yeah that, that was it. Like, that was it. Um, but, I mean, it's just incredible like i i think this holds up as much as anything else or better yeah it was definitely great i like the end too with the tease for panther and and with you know kind of teasing a that movie but also um you know bucky potentially going there to hide basically yeah Um, going to wakanda yeah right in the downtime and going back under the under the sauce to uh get a shit together (laughs) the sauce um yeah so it was uh Overall, I, I thought it was a great movie, too. I, I think it's one of the top-tier ones. It, it had a couple down spots, but um, it, it was an impactful as either a standalone and as a wider, enveloping right. movie. It elevated Ant-Man. It introduced Spider-Man. It established Wanda. You know, like, it gave us vision yeah. in the clothes. Um, so there's a lot going on here that established a bunch of characters and also, you know, sets us up for the future of this group as well, so... It was just, it was really well executed across the board. I have a note here that says no follow up on Vision having the ability to be distracted. I don't know what the fuck that means, but was there something in here where he was distracted? It shouldn't be. I don't know. Distracted. Maybe when be. he was. Um... I'm not good at taking these notes when I didn't know we were doing a podcast. <laughs> maybe it was when Hawkeye was um, coming to grab Wanda. Or maybe yeah, I thought of that where he's sort of kind of slow on the uptake it feels mm-hmm. like where like i don't know hawkeye does some kind of weird grid gimmick yeah. where he's like electrified <laughs> for a moment but yeah 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 he gets uh, out yeah. of that 
Yeah, was it like it distract, like it fries. He gets out of that, yeah. But he's also like again very passive during the fight. It's like what the fuck is he doing for? They for the most part they do a good job of keeping up with what where characters are and what they're doing throughout like the entirety of this, which is incredibly difficult. It is, mm-hmm. yeah. Except for him, where he mm-hmm. for the most part he's just kind of hovering around, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, you could say like. <laughs> He was distracted. <laughs> and that was his weakness. I can see it. I, you know, and even as layered and as crazy as this movie is, they still find like little time for little moments. Like mm-hmm. when um, Cap and Bucky and um, Falcon are together and Sharon is oh, there yeah. and they have the kiss and then the guys are in the car watching, you know, that's. And they're smiling, but they're secretly jealous. Yes. They both want it so bad. <laughs> they both wanted it. Yeah. Um, and plus the the stuff with uh, Natasha, we get some good follow up. Mm-hmm. Just as you said, like she's on Tony's side, even though we've talked about on this podcast, I don't think she particularly likes Tony. Um, but she's like actively friends with Steve and, and uh, Hawkeye. It's your BFF. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And and we get like a little mini match between the two of them. Um, it makes sense where she comes down, though, just based on, like, she's a very pragmatic person. She knows this shit's going to happen anyway, so yeah, why not go with go along with the flow, go with the flow and just try to affect change from within? That's right. That's pretty much her character. But at the end of the day, she's like, eh, I see that there's a lot more to this than, again, just this political divide. So right. I'm going to help Cap because he's my friend. Any other final thoughts before we rank and grade and all that stuff? What do you think of the note, the letter that Steve writes to him? So old-fashioned. Such an old man thing to do. To write him a letter? Write him a letter. I I mean, yeah, I mean, kind of a bitch move, but sure. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, how so? No, no way. I I mean. (laughs) Say it. You can't have a phone call. You can't. I mean, a video call, you can't meet somebody. I mean, no, he's not going to listen to him. I don't know. I think he felt like he was something where he'll read it when he's ready to read it. Mm. Only old. And he still has his head in the 40s, too. I mean, he kind of always. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's sort of where I look at it. Like, like, only old people write letters um, and mail them. <laughs> Plus, time to like... grow up. We ain't in the 40s no more. We no. all about to get on the same page, old man. You know what I'm saying? Like, just, you know. He's also probably a little concerned about if I call him, he could track me, you know? <laughs> I bet he could track him regardless. But he does tell him, though, it, if you do need me, then find me. Call you know? me on my flip phone. Yes. Call me on my flip phone. Yep. My Motorola flip phone. <laughs> All right. So, where are we at for awards? Um, favorite character, not the main character which is all of them because yes yes so um my answer is easy so it's tony okay and this can be any character right except i mean we already just we already i mean other than the main main character the the protagonist okay zemo yeah i'm with you zemo yeah i think he's really an interesting character yeah he is master puppeteer on stage of fools. Absolutely. Uh, favorite scene? 
Mm. The fight. The fight. The I was torn. Yeah, I was torn though. Uh, I love the airport. The airport scene. But then we, but then we started talking about Tony and 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 Steve just going at it raw, mm-hmm. practically. I gotta go with that because that's all emotion. The fight in the the fight in the in the hangar is pro accords versus anti accords. The Tony Steve thing is you're a dick. No, you're a dick. No, you're a dick. No, you're a dick. And they're just fighting. And I think the emotion is more raw. So I'm gonna go with that one. Okay. Still that airport for me. Yeah. That's I mean that's that. that's kinda like the the easy end. You know, it's this is one of those movies. It feels like literally the starting point was why don't we do a, a movie where all the Avengers fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, right. And they're like that doesn't sound like a movie. Okay, well, we'll <laughs> we will write around it. And Boy, like, did they ever! Yes, that's the only time we're going to see it. So much better than it has to be. You know, <laughs> so much. We're probably not going to see it again either. So to me, that makes it yeah. stand out yeah. even more. Yeah. You know, right. I guess I'll go for that because it, it could have been so. It could have been so shitty. Like, mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, all right, this is <laughs> this. Yes, this is the reason the movie exists, but. They put so much effort into it. It's like, all right, we'll not only like give a reason for it, but we'll break your heart along yeah. the way. Yeah, they do. What was our other category? There's always one more. Character scene. Um, I think that's it. Is it? Anything with actors? Extra, like special, like least something favorite. pointed at, was it like a, something alternative, like something, a favorite thing, something like that. We'll write yeah, it down by MV- the MVP. No, we already did that. Ah, uh, fuck. I think uh, that's it. I think you got it. Whatever. Them. All right. Yeah, Team MVP and. Yeah. yeah. Um. So ranking time. <laughs> Scott, how about you? Um. You know, this is the first time that I've done this since we started it. Uh, I actually changed my grade. Uh, while we were doing this, I had really. Now, yeah. Um, you made a good point, Jenny. You actually took my took my point that I was going to do when we did the awards. This is. You know, because like any great movie trilogy, the second part is where everything goes to shit. You get your quick victory, then the second part is where everything goes to the fucking crapper, and then the third part is the redemption. I've always, I've always thought that this should have been the last movie of Phase Two, and not the first movie of Phase Three. And I think the only reason they did that was because they didn't want to put two cat movies in mm. one phase. Um, otherwise, this should have ended Phase Two. And rather than Age of starting. Ultron slash Ant Man, exactly. Age of Ultron is fine, but then Civil War. This should have ended Phase Two because Phase Two ends with everybody hating each other, and or not everybody hating each other, but almost like, uh, you know, the two captains, no pun intended, hating each other, and all the, everybody else is like, man, this sucks. Right. Like they're not mad at each other. They're they hate the fact that the two people they look up to the most are are pissed off at each other, and. Uh, I've always thought that this should have been the last movie of Phase Two because from from here everything goes up for the most part, sort of. Um, but yeah, I as we've been talking about this, I, I I always did like this movie, but it was never in my upper echelon. Maybe because of the 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 seeing like you know the simple fact that I love all of these characters and I don't like that they're mad at each other. Um, having said that, as we broke it down tonight and really chewed on it, I've really come to respect the movie more now. So I had originally given it a seven, but now I'm giving it a seven and a half. Uh, it's, it's definitely, it's definitely, I don't think it's, it's not better than either of the, it's just a notch below first Avenger, 
but it's not even close to Winter Soldier in terms of Cap's movies. Um, and it's not like if you're looking at the individual movies, it's not better than uh, I don't think I have it. I think I have it only higher than Iron Man three. So it's not better than either of it's not better than Tony's first two, but it was a pivotal movie because now we're at the point where everything is lost and we don't even know who the real bad guy is. yet. Well, we do the audience, but this group doesn't know who the real bad guy is yet. Helmet, you know, Zemo's not the real bad guy. We don't know who we know who the real bad guy is. They don't. And we're all sitting in the theater going, fuck, you guys better figure this out soon because there's a big fucking guy up in space that's ready to fuck you all up. And only we know that. They don't. So the emotion is very raw. And I, it, it, it got me while we were doing it tonight to bump it up. So seven and a half for me. Tim, where are you at? Wow. So similar to Scott, I, I kind of look at these things in terms of how much do I just personally like the movie versus how much do I just kind of respect and admire what it accomplished. And I'm like in lockstep on both of those points. Um, I really, really just love this movie on a personal level. I also evaluate it in terms of what does it try to accomplish and how difficult is it to accomplish those things? So I sort of look at like a difficulty score, you know, coming into some of these movies. And this sets out to do a lot of things. It is incredibly ambitious. And it should really, like, one thing should really not work and just collapse the entire deck of cards. But I really think they knocked it out of the park on, like, every point in this movie. And that is such an incredibly difficult thing to do with, like, this ensemble set piece that is you know, serving so many different masters. Um, so that gets major, major, major praise just in terms of admiration and respect, you know? Mm-hmm. And all that said, mm. and by the way, having nothing whatsoever to do with any of the Infinity, Stones, Gems, Saga, it, like none of that factors into this at all. And it, it still is just such a great, great movie on its own terms. Um I am giving this a nine and a half, which is, mm-hmm. I believe, my second highest rating. I like it. Yeah, I agree with everything what Tim said, honestly. I thought it was a great movie. I love the way they set up, um, like I mentioned earlier, the way they set up, you know, what is to come, establishing why they're separated and having their issues and going to have to forge to come back together. But also, if it was its own standalone movie, it would have been really good, too, and nail all the points. I thought everyone got... Um, time to showcase we talked about all the ambiguity you pick your side you want like it was just really a lot of depth to it um i, I thought it was a great movie did a good job building up all you know black panther and spider-man and ant-man and wanda so they, they got a lot done in this two hours and 20 minutes um for the whole cinematic universe so i too went nine and a half it's my second highest mm. rated behind the winter soldier one uh well add me to the nine and a half answers club I mean oh. nine and a half club um oh. because <laughs> yeah I um I really love this movie and we we've said it all and just go back and watch it I mean it's it's infinitely rewatchable for me um agreed I mm-hmm. I love it so much it I I probably see something new every time I watch it it's just it's mm-hmm. really great and um I'm happy to. To give it the 9.5, which I believe is my highest score. 
to date. Wow. Just barely over Ultron for me. So, um, let's rank them, Scott. All right. Uh, I have from how have we been doing it? Bottom to top, right? Is that what however you want to do it, baby? Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thank you, Bucky. Um, let's see. All right. So I'll go bottom to top. All right. So, uh, Thor: The Dark Turd, uh, four. Incredible Hulk five and a half, uh, Age of Ultron six and a half, Ant Man three. I mean Iron Man, Ant Man three. Well, that'll be coming soon. Iron Man three seven, uh, Ant Man seven and a quarter, Thor seven and a half, Civil War seven and a half, the first Avenger seven and a half, Guardians seven and three quarters, first Avenger seven and three quarters, Iron Man two eight, Iron Man one eight and a quarter, and Winter Soldier nine and three quarters. Tim. Okay, I'm going to go worst to best as well. We have Shit Hulk at a four. <laughs> Thor the Shit World at <laughs> six and a quarter. Iron Man three, six and a half. Iron Man two. Although I think I gave Ant Man and Iron Man two both a seven. Ant Man is a higher seven than Iron Man two uh-huh. seven. I'll just say. Uh-huh. So we're getting to that point now. Thor set. <laughs> Seven and three quarters. Avengers Age of Ultron gets an eight. Guardians of the Galaxy, eight and a quarter. Captain America, the first Avenger, eight and three quarters. Captain America Winter Soldier at a nine. Iron Man, one at a nine and a quarter. Captain America Civil War, nine and a half. And my favorite, the Avengers, got a perfect ten. Just all right. Crap bag Hulk, four. Thor Dark World, seven cap first avenger seven and three quarters uh ant-man thor iron man two all eights iron man i'm sorry an iron man one all eights iron man two eight and a half iron man three eight three quarters guardians and avengers both got nines ultron nine and a quarter civil war nine and a half and winter soldier ten all right so i'm gonna do the correct way which is top to bottom I guess I did give um, Captain America and the Winter Soldier 9.5. I forgot about Which that. Which 9.5 do you like better? Okay, like... Civil War is the, is the superior 9.5. <laughs> and then the Winter Soldier. And then Age of Ultron. And then I have two nines. So let's do Iron Man 3. And then Guardians of the Galaxy. And then there's uh, 8.5. So that's the Avengers. And Iron Man, and let's do Ant-Man, and then Thor, and then Captain America, the first Avenger, Thor, the Dark World, and Shit-Hulk, last. So, Jenny, I think you and I are the the rare unicorns that have Mm. Captain America Civil War over Winter Soldier. Well, I have them tied. You have them tied by your your numbers, technically. By my numbers, technically, but... But you're saying you like your... Yeah. Civil War. You feel like that's a hot take? I don't think... I think it's... I think it's a warm take. I don't think it's a Mm. scorching take. Um, But I I really do think, like, Civil War is, like, my clear favorite. As much as I love Winter Soldier, Mm -hmm. I think Civil War is just an excellent, excellent film. Same. Because it just doesn't have to be as good as it is. You know? like, it, there's no reason for this movie to be so good. And it just it, It's like they said, 
they took the script and said, fuck you. Um, we're going to do this dumb premise and make a great movie out of it. All right. Hit me with some quick plugs before we go. Scott? Oh, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at PTV Podfather and check out, of course, all the great shows on the PTV Wrestling Network. Tim? Twitter, Syke68CYKE68. Uh, other podcasts I do here on the Jenny Position include Talkin' Pop. Uh, this is the Journey Through Infinity you're listening to now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> also on Place to Be Nation Wrestling, you and I, Jenny, with Talkin' WCW and PTB NXT. We have a comic show on the North South Connection podcast network that is called Shrink Wrap, the psychology of superheroes, looking at superhero comics, not movies, but comics. Justin. With JT the Pod Guy on Twitter, NorthSouthConnection.podbean.com. Tons of great shows, wrestling, pop culture, all the wants you could ever have answered, delivered to you in audio form multiple times a week. So subscribe, smash that subscribe button, leave us a review. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, before we go, I'll just tell you about the Jenny positions. So Justin, maybe going. Find all. Yeah, he's already hung up. Uh, all my shows here and on the wrestling feed that Tim mentioned and uh, North South and Twitter at Jenny Position. Thank you for listening to The Journey Through Infinity. Giant Man. Giant Man. I love it. I always pop when he grows. When he grows, huh? When he grows. When he becomes giant. Oh, you know, we didn't talk. Why does he move in slow motion?